I keep coming back to this quote from Mike McCarthy. He said this way back in 2012. That year, the Packers were heading into their bye week in week 10. They were 6-3. and three. But it wasn't the kind of 6-3 and three that you really feel good about. It started that year 2-3 and three in part because of the fail Mary in Seattle, but also because they dropped a very winnable game to the Indianapolis Colts. And they'd gotten handled pretty easily by the San Francisco 49ers in week one. But Mike McCarthy wasn't phased. He told reporters this as they headed into their bye week. Quote, we're 6-3. and three. You are what your record says you are. I believe that. We'll spend this week reviewing all the game film from the first nine games while emphasizing our self-scouting. We'll continue to approach our opponents the same way in the next seven games, but we must maintain our focus on the fundamentals, end quote. He goes on and does a bunch of other coach speak from there, but the none of that quote is the same. You are what your record says you are. McCarthy was on to something, too. On paper, the Packers looked like a 6-3 and three team after the bye week, but there were some holes, too. They got hammered by the Giants 38-10 to 10 in Week 12, and then with a chance to lock up a first-round playoff bye with a win, they failed completely to stop Adrian Peterson in Week 17 as the Vikings stole a 37-34 win. Now, the Packers still won the NFC North, and they beat the Vikings in the wildcard game. But then they had to travel to San Francisco in the divisional route, a trip they could have avoided had they just taken care of business either in New York or, perhaps more importantly, in Minnesota. And as you know, Colin Kaepernick exploded there in the divisional round, and that was it for the 2012 Packers. So I've thought about McCarthy's quote with the Packers sitting at 1-1-1 right now. What does that say that your team is? I think it's hard to say that it's good, whatever it says. Sure, you can argue if a couple things go differently, they're an easy two and one. But that's a dangerous game to play. You can say just as easily that if a couple other things go differently, the Packers are 0-3. So what does that record say that you are? So I come into week four here a little bit confused and a little bit apprehensive. The Packers do a lot of good things, but not nearly often enough to really feel good about those things. The defense can be great sometimes, maybe for a quarter, quarter and a half at a stretch. The offense can be very good. Well, it was very good for one half in one game, but that's got to count for something too. But what does all that add up to? So far, it's only adding up to one, one, and one. If that's what the Packers are so far, it's not very much. Blue 58! Hello and welcome to this preview edition of Blue 58 as we head into week four. The Buffalo Bills coming to town on Sunday. Here are five things to think about during Sunday's game. Number one, Bills rookie quarterback Josh Allen had something of a coming out party last week as they beat the Minnesota Vikings, but there could be some tough sledding ahead. The Bills' passing game has been disastrous on third down so far this year. Buffalo quarterbacks are a combined 9 of 26 passing for 170 yards, no touchdowns, and five interceptions so far this season on third down plays. And it could get worse. Of the few things the Packers' defense does very well, it's third down defense. The Packers' defense has held opposing passing attacks to a 31.6 passer rating on third down so far this year. That is the second-best mark in the league. Number two, under Mike McCarthy, the Packers have been more or less unstoppable in September. But even in the few instances where they faltered, they've bounced right back. The last 10 times the Packers have lost in September, they have won 
the following week. Number three, Randall Cobb had a weekend to forget in Washington, but he did make a significant move on the Packers' receiving leaderboard. His four catches moved him past Boyd Dowler into sixth place all-time in Packers history with 449 career catches. He could make some more moves in the near future as well. He has 22 touchdown catches at home. That is ninth all-time in Packers history. And his game-winning grab against the Bears moved him past Max McGee and Paul Kaufman. He's now only one touchdown behind Greg Jennings and Carol Dale on that particular list. Number four, Buffalo Bills and former Packers safety Micah Hyde is questionable for Sunday's game, but he's been on a tear since he joined the Bills prior to the 2017 season. In 19 games with Buffalo, Hyde has five interceptions and 14 passes defensed. In four seasons with the Packers, Hyde had just eight interceptions and 25 passes defensed. Number five, last week we took a special note of the disparity between the length of the Redskins injured reserve list and the Packers. This week we will make no such mistake, but it is worth noting that the Bills have just one player currently on injured reserve, punter Corey Carter. Who's going to be an X-factor this week? Well, right guard hasn't really been a position of strength for the Packers at any point this season, but it's at its worst right now. Justin McRae is hurt. Lucas Patrick was not great when he came in for McRae last week. So that leaves the Packers with Byron Bell, who hasn't inspired much in the way of confidence anywhere that he's played in the preseason or regular season to date. But if you have to make do anywhere in the offensive line, right guard isn't the worst place to do it. Bell may not be the most reliable option, though. He's played in 93 career games with 74 starts during the regular season, but just one of those has come at right guard. Even if it's not necessarily a huge problem, it's just another hole the Packers have to worry about filling with Aaron Rodgers already battling mobility issues. Let's take a trip down memory lane. What happened the last time the Packers and Bills played? Well, this is another game with rippling consequences. The 2014 season is always going to be remembered for what went down in Seattle. But it was really a spectacular season for the Packers and Aaron Rodgers start to finish. The only bump in the road in the second half of the season was a 21-13 loss to the Buffalo Bills. On the road in Buffalo, but still. Buffalo completely controlled this game. Aaron Rodgers had just 185 yards on 42 passing attempts, and he threw two interceptions. And a drop by Jordy Nelson on what could have been a long touchdown really sealed the Packers' chances that day. And in hindsight, although the season overall was very good for the Packers, this game in particular left a mark. It probably shouldn't be too big of a surprise that the Packers dropped this game. Their previous two games that season were a primetime win over the New England Patriots and a 43-37 shootout with the Atlanta Falcons. So a road trip to a cold-weather city late in the season is a trap game if there ever was one. But the consequences, yes, the consequences of this loss were far-reaching. This loss meant that the Packers finished with a 12-4 and record. That was the same as the Seattle Seahawks, who won the tiebreaker for the top seed in the NFC. That meant the entire playoff picture ran through Seattle, which meant the 2014 NFC Championship game was played on the West Coast. And we all know how that turned out. So who's going to win on Sunday? Well, the Packers have 29 wins against AFC teams since 2006. That's McCarthy's entire stretch as head coach. That 29-win mark is the second most of any NFC team versus the AFC behind 
Philadelphia with 30. Now, I've been wrong two of the last three weeks. I predict Minnesota, predicted Minnesota would beat the Vikings, and I predicted the Packers would win and win handily last week. But I don't see any reason uh, we are going to see a different result for the Packers versus an AFC team under Mike McCarthy. It's going to add win number 30 this week. I think the Packers take advantage of a rookie quarterback, and they do enough on offense to get a win. Final score, 24-13. to 13. Then again, last I saw, the forecasters calling for rain in Green Bay on Sunday. So who knows what could happen. Let's take a look at what you feel about the Packers heading into this game. Our survey updates have been getting more and more intriguing. Voters in our weekly poll believe pretty strongly the Packers are going to win this week. 75% of voters rated their confidence in a win at a three or higher out of four. That's lower than last week when 88% of people rated themselves as a three or higher that the Packers would beat the Redskins. So take that with a grain of salt. Elsewhere in the poll, people are still cooling on Mike McCarthy. 63% of voters report somewhat or very negative feelings about the head coach. It's an almost complete mirror image of last week when 64% of voters had somewhat or very positive feelings about him. Mike Pettin has had a bit of an up and down start to his first season in Green Bay, and that's been reflected in his poll numbers. 75% of voters still feel somewhat or very positive about the defensive coordinator, but that is down from 97% last week. People are not ambivalent, though, about the signing of Bashad Breland, who joins the Packers this week. 96% of voters reported positive feelings about the move. However, Packers will be playing a little bit of dress-up this weekend, wearing those blue and gold throwback uniforms. Uh, People not really sure how to feel about that. 35% think they're the uniforms or they have very positive feelings about the uniforms. 20% say somewhat positive. Another 35% say somewhat negative, And 10% say very negative. So we'll see. The results for the Packers in this particular uniform set have not been great. In week five of the 2015 season, they beat San Diego, but since then, they have lost twice, losing to Dallas in week six in 2016 and to Baltimore in week 11 of 2017. One last thought. I need to take a special moment to thank all of you who have taken the time to review or reach out to me about your feelings uh, on the podcast. I do read those reviews on iTunes now and then, and you would not believe the source of encouragement they are to me. You know, this, this thing isn't easy. It's a lot of fun to do, but it can be a grind sometime doing podcasts and things like this. And seeing those reviews and seeing what it means to people helps me keep going. And it's a lot of fun to read it. I'm glad it's impacting and resonating and all of those sort of startup techno babble sorts of words, whatever. I'm glad it means something to some of you out there. And I'm appreciative of all of your downloads and clicks and listens and everything that you are doing to help us keep this entire operation running. It means a lot to me and I'm excited to bring you a very excellent podcast, hopefully about another Packers win. Let's get to two, one and one and see what that record says about the Packers then. Blue, 50, 